You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Lockdown Clippers podcast brought to you by BetDSI.com. I'm your host, DJ Foster. Feels a little bit like a hangover day today. The Clippers are coming off that big loss to the Warriors last night. Uh, It just sort of feels like the old days, in a way. Um, I was wearing my Clippers sweatshirt today, which, which may have been a mistake. And I got a few comments. So how was that game last night? How would you like that game last night? You know, that sort of thing. The uh, the ribbing that has been missing for a lot of Clippers fans, I think, sort of came back. The the Warriors bandwagoners are, are letting people know <laughs> what's going on. Um, just kind of a, a, a rough day in Clipper Nation. I think a lot of people are sort of considering, okay, can the Clippers really take four games from the Warriors after what we saw last night. We're going to discuss that a little bit more. Um, I talked last night with Jordan Heimer and kind of broke down some of the keys, I think, for the Clippers to be able to beat the Warriors. Um, I'm going to give you glass half full. You've you've probably gone plenty of of glass half empty or glass all the way empty um, from friends and from Lakers fans and, God forbid, your friends that are also Lakers fans. Um, I'm going to give you some optimism, some reason for optimism, um, some reason f- for why last night was a little fluky uh, in some ways, and we're going to discuss that in a bit, but first we need to talk about uh, my favorite space cowboy, most Spates, most Spates, my favorite space cowboy. Um, some issues, Mo did not bite his tongue after the loss last night. I'm going to read you his quote uninterrupted here. Again, this is most Spates after the game last night. He says, First, we need to really just start leaving the refs alone, Spates told reporters. Guys just got to sacrifice. Do some things other than scoring. Do some other things than your personal goals. Just try something new. They've been doing it here for four or five years, and it hasn't been working, so it's time to try something new. End quote for most Spates. They've been doing it here for four or five years, and it hasn't been working, so it's time to try something new. Wow, that's a... I don't know how well that's going to sit in the locker room, but honestly, after a loss, like the one the Clippers had with with poor effort everywhere and lazy defensive rotations and just really a, a sloppy, sort of lazy performance in one of the more important games of the year, you know, your first crack at the Warriors... At home, coming off a big win to Cleveland a couple games ago. Um, Really just a chance to kind of send a message to the Warriors like, don't treat us like you're whipping boy. This is a legit rivalry. We're going to challenge you come postseason time. Um, All those things, and to get the effort that the Clippers got, maybe it is time for some brutal honesty in the locker room. And... It may be weird for it to come from most Spates, who, who's an outsider still in a lot of ways. 
since he's only been with the Clippers for, you know, this season and coming in and laying it down like that. It's But it's good to have someone who isn't scared of the repercussions of, of speaking his mind in the locker room. We, we discussed that um, about a week ago, I think it was, on how it was in Zach Lowe's article, actually, on how the Clippers, a lot of people inside the Clippers locker room miss Matt Barnes because he was the only person who would really step up to Chris Paul and tell him to stop talking to him. Good on most mates for coming out and saying what he feels and not pulling any punches after a tough loss. And here's the thing. He didn't say anything that was untrue. It's one of those things was saying, like, you're, you're not lying, you're just being an asshole. And I'm perfectly fine with most mates being an asshole <laughs> to the Clippers after that, after that performance. Um, that guy is necessary in the locker room sometimes. Let's break down kind of thing by thing what he said. First, we need to start really just leaving the refs alone. I agree with that wholeheartedly. The quick technical last night, it just kind of set a tone in a lot of ways that the Clippers were showing frustration way too early. And even if they don't think it throws them off their game, the complaining to the refs, the constant complaining, and look, every team complains, but very few teams seem to get caught up in their complaining more than the Clippers and let it affect what they're doing on the court. When you're on the road in a somewhat hostile environment, at least when Chick-fil-A sandwiches are on the line. When you're on the road in a somewhat hostile environment, to get even a little, like, a, a sniff of of warning that the other team is frustrated, to, to, get, to get that to think, okay, the, the, our opponent is frustrated, they're at home, they're already upset, they're already yelling at the refs, they're already complaining... It, it gives you nothing but confidence. What do you think Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and Draymond Green and all those guys thought when they saw the Clippers losing their temper in the first quarter? And already whining and already trying to milk the rest for stuff. It's a sign of weakness in a lot of ways. When you're complaining so much and, and you're looking for so much help, just play, man. Just shut up and play. Clippers don't do that enough. It's 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 a thing. It's it's not going away. It's not something. It's it's they can get a little bit better at it. It's like DeAndre Jordan's free throw shooting. He's always going to be a bad free throw shooter. He can get a little better at it and become passable. And really, that's kind of what you have to hope for for the Clippers with the whining to the refs. They can get better at it to a point where it's passable and they won't let it affect their play as much as it seems to sometimes. That's the first part. Completely agree with you, Mo. Leave the refs alone. Next part. Guys just got to sacrifice. Do some other things than scoring. Do some other things than your personal goals. Is it somewhat ironic to hear Mo Spates talking about doing things other than scoring? Kind of. Because Mo, of course, has the reputation of being a chucker. He's not a great passer. <laughs> He's out there to score the basketball, but that's his role. He's out there to shoot, space the floor. That's what he does. 
But here's the thing about most Bates, where he can say this, in my mind. Yeah, sometimes he's a traffic cone on defense. But other times, he's a traffic cone that gets in the way of moving vehicles. And he gets hit, and he picks up charges. Most Bates is leading the Clippers in taking charges. He takes quite a few of them. In this game against Golden State, I believe he took two of them. He took one at the end of the first half, and I think he took another one a little bit later in the game. He's sacrificing his body for the team by stepping in front and taking charges. He knows he's not a shot blocker. He's getting in front of guys and taking charges. That that means something. That gives you room to talk about sacrificing and doing other things. Moe's also getting dirty on the glass. He's boxing out. He's rebounding. He's limited, yes, but he's playing up to what his really his potential is. Athletically, what... What his God-given gifts are, Mo is, is maximizing that, usually, with, with pretty solid effort most nights. So again, I don't have a huge problem with, with Mo being the guy to kind of call some of these guys out for just worrying about scoring and not doing other things. The Clippers have a lot of guys that, in uh, more often than not, can be a little one-dimensional. Austin's trying to get his buckets. Jamal's trying to get his buckets. If JJ isn't scoring, he's not bringing a whole lot to the table. Um, so there's a lot of guys that if, if shots aren't falling or if they're not getting touches and they're not getting shots, what are, what are they out there for? And I think Mo sees that, and he's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I don't think it's a huge issue. The the everyone I don't think there's a big selfishness problem with the Clippers, um, but he's right. The little defensive rotations, the the gritty stuff, the grinding. That's we didn't see it last night. We didn't see a sense of urgency on the defensive side of the ball. It just kind of looked like, all right, we can't help off. We can't we can't leave shooters. That's not my responsibility. Someone else is going to deal with it, and what ended up happening is Warriors just boop, 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 pass, 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 bucket. All right, let's get to this next part. Just try something new. They've been doing it here for four or five years, and it hasn't been working, so it's time to try something new. Here's what I don't like. This is the one part of Moe's comment, and it may be nitpicky in a lot of ways. Um, here's what I didn't like. They've been doing it here for four or five years. They, by saying the word they there instead of we've, kind of rubs me the wrong way. I know Mo just got here. He's just been here this year. He is referring to the franchise and what they've been doing. Um, but it still, it makes it seem like he's... Not he's absolving himself from from being part of the problem, which can really rub some teammates the wrong way. I think if this quote says we've been doing it here, it hasn't been working. It's time to try something new. I don't think anyone would take offense to that. I think by saying they've been doing it here for four or five years, just kind of burying the guys that have been with the Clippers for a while now, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and saying it hasn't working, hasn't been working. It's time to try something new. That may not set so well. Um, 
But again, there's a lot of fans who I think saw that quote from Mo Spates and said, yeah. The definition of insanity is just doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Maybe the Clippers had an insane offseason. Because... <laughs> They brought everybody back. I, look, listen, I, I have not changed my tune on where the Clippers stand right now and where they can be potentially uh, once the postseason comes around. I think the offseason was, was perfectly fine. I think the Luke Richard and Bob Mute um, pickup last year is turned into this very San Antonio Spursian type pickup where Luke all of a sudden looks like a real rotation player and one of the better defenders in the league and someone that the Clippers desperately needed. Um, yeah, the bench composition is a little wacky, to say the least. And you would love to trade Austin Rivers if his last name wasn't Rivers. And if he could just possibly somehow be traded, he would absolutely be on the trade block at this point, in my mind. Um, so there are some issues, of course. But I don't think the Clippers were wrong for running it back. I think there's moves we can nitpick along the way. Uh, the Jeff Green trade was was truly awful from an asset standpoint. Um, and there's been there's been plenty of other mistakes along the way. But I, I I don't fault the Clippers for running it back and putting keeping together a team that should by all means secure home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. And just hang around and sort of be there. There's a value in being one of the best teams in the league every year. You just need a couple things to break your way. If Steph Curry, maybe those ankles rear their ugly head, even though they haven't in the last, you know, three, four years. Maybe something happens with, with Kevin Durant. Maybe maybe one of these guys get hurt. And now you're looking at, okay, now the Clippers, maybe they're even a favorite. If the Warriors don't have Steph Curry, if the Warriors don't have Kevin Durant, if the Warriors lose Draymond Green, especially, maybe secretly the most important player for them, um, then the Clippers are favored to, to take them out in the seven-game series, right? If you don't have one of those guys for a full seven games, then the Clippers are right there. They're in the driver's seat. The, the path to an NBA Finals is not that absurd it's gonna be hard to beat the Warriors yeah it's gonna be hard to beat the Warriors in, in a seven game series absolutely no question the Clippers are underdogs all things being equal right now everyone healthy the Clippers are absolutely underdogs in that series but you just never know what's gonna happen and there's value of hanging around and some people don't get that and a lot of people will be thinking it's time to blow it up it's time to trade DeAndre Jordan for something. It's time to shop either Blake or Chris, and it, it's not working, it's not working, it's not working. As long as the Clippers make make it into the playoffs healthy and have, have some home court advantage and maybe a good matchup in the first round, they don't have to play Golden State in round two. They get that, that second or third seed. Um then you're fine in my mind you're doing the right thing in my mind if you can if you can if you told me right now you can end the season with the roster as is you have the second or third seed 
Golden State's got the one seed. You get home court in the first round, and everyone's healthy. Yeah, man, I will take that all day. I'll take my chances. Because you just never know what's going to happen. You never know how things are going to break. I said this last night on the show. Houston Houston went to a, a Western Conference Finals. A pretty average Houston team went to Western Conference Finals and were there. And maybe, you know, would have had a chance. Steph was hurt. Maybe they would have had a chance. Kept it competitive. Um, so I, th- I think there's value in just hanging around. I'm curious to see what you guys think about the most spades comments. Um, to me, it, it totally, all of it rang true. I can see why it could be a little problematic in the locker room for that they've, like I've said. Um, but yeah, leave, leave the refs alone. Just back off a little bit. If it's affecting your game, it's time to change at least a little bit. It's time to at least try and work on it and get better. Can't believe we're still talking about this four or five years down the line. Need to talk to you now. We're talking about this, but now I need to talk to you about uh, my sponsor, BetDSI.com. Uh, check out BetDSI.com. If you love basketball, if you're ready to get into the action, they have over 20 years in the business. They're a top-rated business. Safe to play there. BetDSI.com has a great basketball special going on right now. Sign up today. Get $10 free to try their service. It's a free $10 bet. You can bet on the Clippers winning the NBA title. Go for it. Now's a good time to get in on that. (laughs) Uh, Great customer service at BetDSI.com. BetDSI is also offering 100% bonus on your first deposit. There's fast and easy payment of winnings. Hundreds of football and basketball wagers to choose from. You can also get UFC and other major sports. BetDSI even has live in-game betting on all football, basketball, and other major sporting events. You can play virtually everything at BetDSI. Go to BetDSI.com now. Now That's BetDSI.com. Go there now and use the promotion code CLIPPERS10 today. All right. Let's move on here. We'll wrap this up. We've got uh, the Clippers playing the Pelicans on Saturday is their next game. Uh, maybe we'll get Justin Verrier back. That was fun. That was fun talking to JV. He's a... Uh, He's the beat writer for ESPN.com. Uh, he's covering the the Pellies, and they're they're starting to be a little interesting with Drew Holiday back. Anthony Davis is just absolutely killing it. Um, that's a team where you want to see a, a kooky all in trade. Maybe it comes from New Orleans. I'm really excited for the trade deadline this year. I feel like I I love basketball, obviously. I love watching the games. I love the strategy. I love, you know, all the on-court action, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Of course I do. Um, The trade rumor stuff is is almost just as fun. Like, off-season signings and hot stove and all that. It's almost just as fun as as watching the game. So I'm really excited to see what what happens at the deadline this year. Um, I, I wish the Clippers had some movable assets. Maybe someone will take Wesley Johnson on his deal. He's making like $7 million a year. Maybe you can turn Wesley Johnson in that pick from 2090, whatever it is. I think it's 2021 is the first the first draft pick the Clippers can trade. 2021 sounds like a fake year still, doesn't it? At what point is 2020 
gonna seem like a, a real possibility. Uh, I guess I got some freshman kids who won't graduate till 2020. Man, time flies. I'm excited for the trade deadline. We'll uh, we'll see if we can get Justin Verrier back on the show um, Saturday night. Um, but we will be back tomorrow, Friday. One more show. See if I can round up a guest for you guys. Thanks for listening. Maybe we'll do a little mailbag action. Um, if you have questions for the Locked On Clippers podcast, you can send them on Twitter at Fox Sports Foster. Um, I'm going to try and tweet a little bit more during games as well. So make sure you give me a follow there uh, at Fox Sports Foster on Twitter. Send me an email, fosterdj3 at gmail.com if you have questions for the show. Uh, thank you guys, you guys who participate when I put the call out and send questions in and make funny little jokes that make me laugh and cheer up my day. Thank you guys for those. Um, and thank you guys for listening to the uh, Locked On Clippers podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, once again, I'm your host, DJ Foster. We will catch you next time. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.